Yes, your smoke door. Mode nine, baby. Yes, popcorn. Yes, yes, your. Yeah, I talked about um. You know, those were really crazy times, man. Times where being an artist is really hard. Like, you've got high blood pressure, depression. You know just being sad for no reason and then fans will wonder why you're not that happy-go-lucky person that they expect you to be laughing and smiling and bojangling for them but man you just have sometimes you just have to put that aside and just smile i don't i hardly refuse pictures with fans there was only one time when i had to go to the toilet and i would have just so by the time i came back the guy was being disrespectful so yeah so um i wrote to monarch music because the guy was being, he was being a total donkey. He was being a donkey, a greedy one. He's, the, he's one of the greediest person, people I know in this world. I've met a lot of greedy people, but he's on top. He's going for Champions League of greed. So yeah, this guy, right? His ego, he just wanted to starve me out. Now, let me tell you, you guys what I couldn't do in the contract. I couldn't go on radio. I couldn't do interviews, TV interviews. I couldn't go on TV. I couldn't do shows, even if the shows were free. Sound Sultan did a show and he wanted me to come and spit some bars. And this guy actually went to school with Sound Sultan. And this guy said, no, I could not. I went for the show, but I could not go on stage. It hurt me so much. Like when I saw LD, The Dawn, uh, Ikechuku, Uzikwendo, all these guys on stage rip, repping for Sound Sultan. I felt so bad because this is a guy that I've known for a really long time and he invited me to his show and I couldn't do nothing but I explained to him the reason why and they, they refused. They said, nope, nope, nope. So what he wanted to do, he wanted to starve me out. He, I felt like a prisoner. Like, you, you guys don't understand how bad. Like, I felt I couldn't even feature on people's songs. No features, no radio, no TV, no shows. And this guy was not even talking to me. So I, don't, I just wrote them that letter when he refused. His ego didn't allow him to answer. It was an ego thing. Yeah, I've got this guy where I want him. Yes, I've got this guy where I want him. You know, that kind of you know thing. So I waited for two weeks. Just like the contract says, always work just do work do it by the book do it by the book just do it by the book and you won't ever go wrong so i sent another letter saying an email saying that the contract is nullified cc the chairman so the chairman calls me one day with one funny number then he says good afternoon sir my name is i'm not gonna say his name i respect the guy a lot because the guy was a he was a good guy i'm not gonna lie i respect the guy he was a good guy because the way he handled it, it was mature. So he now said, uh, I heard that you are not interested. I said, listen, I'm not even going to start. I don't like my, my job here is not to destroy relationships. But me and O, we can't work together. The guy is going to destroy Monarch Music and he's going to destroy me with it. Your name is not directly associated to the company, so you will be safe. But it's my name. Everything 
I own and I'm doing is on the line and he's starving me out. So there's, I have no choice but to leave. Then he said, okay, that's good, but I want you to sign off your 10% of the company because we, we, we started a company like I had 10%, O had 10%, then he was supposed to have 80% of the company. If O was a good person, we would have cake him by now. I, my 10% would have, woo, woohoo, would have been crazy. But he just told me to sign off my 10% that he's going to send his lawyer. So the lawyer is the brother of O and the lawyer is actually a Mode 9 fan. So we met. I didn't want them to know exactly where I was living. So I said, let's meet at Mega Chicken. So we met, brought the papers out. I signed all the papers. I read them before I said, I don't want to sign my life over. So I read and I signed. And then after signing the lawyer, and I said, uh-huh. they said they gave you a MacBook that they wanted to buy. I said, eh. I saw that while, or she, oh, all that while, O was ignoring me. How do you think I was surviving? I told him I sold it. I sold it and there's nothing that you can do. I'm not giving it back. I sold it. Then the lawyer just smiled. He's like, okay, okay, no worries, no worries, no worries. And that's how I left Monarch Music. And after that, I was like, you know what? I don't think, I don't think labels, I don't think I want to work with labels anymore. Even though I don't have all the money in the world, I'll scrape money, scrape dough, and do things by myself. I mean, that's that's that that's the best way to do it, man. I mean, even though the money wasn't flowing, I had peace of mind, and I was doing my thing. You know, getting little jobs here, little shows here, but it was all me, and I was happy after that. That 2000 and. 15, 14 period, I was still getting some little shows, getting, you know, doing this here and there. And that leads me to uh, what happened during the uh, Don't Break the Beat, because I didn't want to talk about it in the last episode because I was running out of time and it's, you know, quite lengthy. So they called me, they called me to come and, you know, be a judge. It was me, Jimmy Jack and Rugba. That night, it's all cool. We roll up to the place. I see Muna with one girl that she's with. I greet her, say hi. I've known Muna for quite a while now. I've known her, I don't know her very well, but yes, I do know her. She was cool. Okay, the show started. And um, guys were rapping. And I gave my judgment on one guy. And she just, wow, she just, she just went ballistic. I was like, what? Pass the mic, she was really rude. Pass the mic, Joe. I was like, wow. You know, Jimmy Jack was just mean me. She was actually rude to Jack too. She was rude first, and Jack was like, man, what's wrong with this girl? You know, Rockbar was just like shaking his head. So I kind of like ignored everything. I was really, really angry, really angry. But being the diplomat that I am, after the show, they interviewed me on um, Nigeezy and I'd already calmed down by that time. And I was like, man, it is what it is, man. I don't know. I'm good with her, man. We had no problems and everything. I don't know why she was rude to me. I have no idea. And she was being managed by Ayo Shunaya. Uh, I didn't understand what was happening, man. So cool, cool. 
finished that, finished the interview. Me and Jimmy Jack and the uh, horse, as my brother-in-law, we all started hitting clubs, man. We hit like four different clubs. I got home drunk. And in the morning, I forgot that I was even insulted by anybody. And I was just living my life. Forward to a week later, a week later, it took them a week. It took Nigeria a week to compile everything. And then they put that thing online and Twitter went ballistic. Twitter went crazy. It went crazy. Now, while all this was happening, everybody was like going in on her. I kind of felt sorry for her. I, I, got, I got a call from Dari Atalade and his wife. Now, the reason why they called him, called me, was because I think they offended me. They did something that really pissed me off. But guess what? Like all the other people who offend me, I just forget about it and then keep it moving. Because if you dwell on that, if you dwell on that, you're going to waste too much time and energy. So yeah, they offended me. This is how they offended me. Dari sent me a track to do. My studio was down. I went all the way to a catcher and I voiced it. Right? I voiced the track. Sent it back to him. It was super dope. And when he didn't say nothing. He only acknowledged the fact that, ah, oh, it's dope, it's dope, it's dope, you know? Yeah, and I felt that, oh, cool, we're going to do it. We're going to do the track. Boom. When the song came out, Asiku, I think it's a Asiku, that was the name of the song. I just saw featuring Ice Prince and uh, those boys from Joburg, Josie. I was so mad and I started hitting him up on BB, uh, BBM Messenger. And the guy was making all sorts of excuses. Oh, this, this, that. And then, do you know the final excuse they gave me? They said my verse was too good. That's why they didn't use it. I just wasted my time. Look, I'm not, I don't beg anybody for features. If you don't want to feature me, don't feature me. I'm not begging you. So they didn't use my verse. And the excuse they gave was that the verse was too good. And I'm like, wow, aren't you not? Isn't that not supposed to be the aim? To make the song too good? And I was like, wow. And then they just kept quiet about the whole thing. And I was pissed. So when everybody was going in on Muna, Maybe they felt, oh man, Muna might just expose us one day and then people now start going in on us. So they called me. But me being the gentleman that I am, I was like, eh, no worries, man, no worries. I was like, but I was really pissed. You guys should have reached out to me to tell me that you weren't going to use it. You just kept me out of the loop, which is very disrespectful. And they started begging, you know, you know, his wife talked to me and everything. But, you know, I respect Deola. I respect her. So I was just like, no, it's water under the bridge, man. Forget it. Forget it. I'm not even mad. I'm not even going to address it, but it's part of my life. And this is my life. Life of Mo Dine. So I guess it's out now. But what I did was that I just, I didn't really talk about some certain details. I I don't want to out them like that because I got no problems with them. I got no problems with them. No problems whatsoever. So even with Muna, I didn't have any problems. Even when I rewatched the whole thing and everybody was trying to make a whole big mountain out of it. I think the press kind of overreacted. You know, the guys handling her at that time, they didn't do the right thing. Uh, Ayoshunaya, he didn't, he didn't do the right thing. He put out a statement and he talked about the uh, something, something altercation. And then people started going in on him. Like, come on, man. 
And when it got too much, he called me. And when he called me, I was like, dude, man, you know I respect you. I've known you for, I've known you for quite a long time, man. I got love and respect for you, man. Like, if there's any problem, you call me, man. Then he was like, yeah, she's gonna call you right now. She's in Dubai, she's distressed. I was like, well, it's not my fault. It's, it's not my fault. I'm not the one that told people to insult. I'm not. I wasn't even on Twitter. I was there doing like, oh, like, I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is blowing up. My monarch people are going to know that I actually did an event without telling them. I was like, that's what I was worried about. I was worried about my people <laughs> finding out that I did an event. I wasn't worried about any, you know, even though Muna did call me, did apologize. I, she's a good person. I have nothing against her. And then uh, Ayo Shunaya now took it a step further, tried to make some, you know, but you know how Americans do now when they try to make something out of, you know, <laughs> something that's really not something. They did a industry night for Muna and they decided to call me. They tried to buy into the hype. I just, I, like, industry, let me tell you something, right? If you're not in the industry, you need to understand people just do things for clout, for hype, clout just people just want to ruffle some people just specialize in ruffling feathers and some people just look for anything to promote but i i see through i see through the fog and i just like uh normally the normal mode nine would just be like nah i want to go to your industry night i'm good i'm good but i got history of ayo ayo shunaya you know we still friends till this day so I'm like, okay, you know what? I went to the industry night and I even performed. I performed. And then she came on stage and apologized. Like, I didn't need that. As long as she just shows that, you know, she didn't mean it. And I know she didn't really mean it. It happens. That's the way the industry affects people sometimes. Now, in the beginning, I said something about me not turning down uh, photographs with fans. That the only time I did, I was, you know, I was hard pressed to go to the toilet after performance. You know, sometimes when you finish performing and you're all sweaty and everything, maybe you've been holding that piece for like 15 minutes while you're on stage, you know, and then the only chance, you know, you can go ease it off is when you finish performing and you just want to just run quickly backstage. And the fans just say, hey, Mona, can you stop a picture? And I'm like, oh, hold up. Hold that. Hold it right there. I'll be right back. You just run tick, 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 to the toilet. Then when you finish, you come back and you're like, oh, much better. And then you see the guy and the guy just goes, I beg, man, we don't snap with you. He's with like probably like four girls. One guy with four girls. Like, I don't want to snap with you again. I beg. You to the form. Then the next day or something, you just start seeing your name trending on Twitter or you know, one of these social media platforms. Oh, Modai disrespects his fans. And then one of these bloggers will now take it. It's, when you release new music, they're not going to post it. But when something like that happens and, you know, and it involves just making you look bad, they're going to post it. I'll hit you guys up next week with something delicious.